Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rainfall Podcast. And today we're getting back into our series on races, and we're going to be talking about the amorphous. So, like we talked about last time, uh, there are the creatures who destroyed the world, the preeminent, and their spawn aberrations. And so, one of the type of aberrations they've spawned are called amorphous. And so amorphous are these kind of goo-like creatures. They they look like a uh, an ooze, a pile of goo made of knotted, ropey tendrils all mixed together. And these creatures are parasitic, so they require a host to survive. And so they attach onto various other creatures and integrate with them, taking over their mind and erasing their, their, uh, who they are and overriding them with the, the amorphous themselves. And so during the preeminence invasion and conquest, uh, amorphous served as sort of spies and infiltrators. And so they would uh, attached to humans and infiltrate their societies and their groups and use that to draw them out and destroy them or capture them or whatever they needed to do. And so it led to this big fear among humans of, of you know, who might be an amorphous. Um, and so they used blood tests to check who was an amorphous because the blood of an amorphous was a deep, sludgy, purplish, blackish color. Um, and it would very clearly reveal who is an amorphous and who is human. So nowadays, amorphous are quite different. There's no real people to be infiltrating, and the preeminent are no longer around to for the amorphous to serve. Um, and so with, when the successors began to rise up and uh, take control of uh, the world and the lands that were left behind, they came into conflict with the amorphous, uh, since they were the aberrations that were uh, living on the land at this point. And so the successors waged a long, bloody war against the amorphous, and eventually the amorphous were defeated. And uh, they saw their imminent doom and their imminent destruction by the successors. They knew they wouldn't just let them, you know, live and in peace. And so they surrendered and they signed this treaty. And this treaty allowed the amorphous to live so long as they never took any land outside of the area around their home city. And that uh, they promised never to sort of rise up and conquer everything again and sort of t to carry out the will of the preeminence anymore. And of course they don't uh, completely follow this treaty since the religious beliefs of most amorphous continue to see the preeminent as godlike beings, these creatures that are above everything else and they worship them as gods. And they always seek to uh, follow the will of the preeminence, regardless of the fact that, just as other mortal creatures, uh, 
amorphous have a very difficult time perceiving what that may be. So, what about their culture? What kind of a culture does do the uh, amorphous have now that they're sort of this beaten down people with their gods leaving them and having lost control of a world they once conquered? So amorphous are keenly aware of the fact that every race sees them just as these monsters and as aberrations. And pretty much every race is waiting for an excuse to kill them. And they're very keenly aware of that fact, and so they do everything that they can to sort of avoid that fate. They're scheming creatures. They like to in uh, involve themselves in other people's affairs and manipulate them and make them sort of bend them to their will. So they're very conniving, they're very convincing, and they're very charismatic kind of creatures. They like to sort of woo people into this sense of security and manipulate them into doing what they want. Um, so many of them, being that they understand that they're, you know, always... Uh, people waiting to kill them, they tend to live a more uh, solitary lifestyle. They, they like to move around the world. They don't stay in one place for very long, and they're often seen wandering around the roads. And you can see a lot of them have become sort of traveling minstrels or traders or things like that as a way to uh, keep on the road and be able to uh, live their own sort of a lifestyle. And avoid people murdering them. Um, otherwise, they're, culturally, they have um, no real concept of family. Um, since amorphous are aberrations, they don't really reproduce like normal other mortal creatures. Uh, instead, they reproduce apes asexually. They, uh, a adult amorphous can split itself in half, creating two new individuals by basically destroying itself. And so every amorphous has a twin out there somewhere. Um, and this is the only form of family that they have in their entire culture and their society. And they treat this twin as sort of the only person they can trust and the only person they can rely upon. So the bond between twins is extremely tight. Uh, otherwise, politically, they don't have any kind of a ruler because in their society that the position of a ruler was always occupied by a preeminent so they always followed the wills of whatever a preeminent wanted them to do and so they still leave that position open to the preeminent should they ever return now what do they do for governing at this point well they have a form of a like a secret police that uh that protects their people and and meets out crime. So these secret police, um, they watch over people from the shadows, and and they they watch and make sure you know nothing is going on. Uh, a constant surveillance on their own people, and if there is a crime, then that criminal just seems to disappear in the night. They they're never seen from again, and they might just show up in a prison, or uh, they might suddenly be executed and dead and found like that later. 
And so these uh, secret police, they're known as assailants, and they also serve as sort of a political entity for them. Um, they set policy for how things should work in the small lands that the amorphous control, and this, these policies are created by a consensus of the most experienced uh, assailants among the amorphous. They discuss these things in secret, secluded away from everyone else, and when they decide on something, then that now becomes the law, and the assailants secretly carry it out throughout the land. So amorphous are never exactly sure what the laws are in their own land, and again, outsiders are never sure either, because they can change all the time, and they're never publicized, and they're never sort of enforced by any visible law enforcement. It's these secret police that are hidden from everyone else. And of course, their diplomacy works in the same way. They secretly send these assailants off to other nations as diplomats or messengers, and they sort of just appear in the courts and hand off their message or do whatever they need to do, and then just to suddenly disappear and are never seen from again. So these are the kind of uh, political institution that they have that is sort of taken over for the preeminent, but also still leaves that space for should a preeminent ever return or ever s they should ever get some sort of message from them, then it's still absolutely clear that the preeminent are the leaders of the amorphous. So that's about all I have to say about the amorphous. It's about the end for this video. So if you liked it, please subscribe. That would mean a lot to me. And next time we're going to be talking about another one of the races. It's going to be the Aquarians. So thank you very much, and I will see you next time.